I'm Chrissy. I'm Anastasia. This, this is Two Broke Moms. Strength has come from our own experiences. Whether burning or building bridges from our past, we have grown into who we are. Today we're going to dive in a little bit deeper and let you get to know us. This is Chrissy, and as some of you may know, I'm a 33-year-old mother, wife, and a new entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, I have a, a daughter named Maddie who's turning five, and my husband, my loving husband's name is Nathan. Uh, I grew up in a very small town. Uh, I was the only child. Uh, my parents struggled to be adults and parents in general. Uh, I have dealt with a lot of relationships where there was abuse and trauma present. So once I met my husband, I knew he was the right match, and I knew that it was a healthy relationship. Uh, while I was in college, I dealt with uh, learning how to be stronger and leaving those relationships and being able to walk away and know that I'm not going to lose myself. I'm actually going to gain strength from that. Uh, about yeah, It can oh, be hard to walk away. Yeah, definitely. Really can. <laughs> but I think once you do it once... You're good. It's so like, much easier. Once you walk away for that first time, you rip that band-aid off. Ooh, right? And begins. and the second time that I, I just packed up my car and I said, I'm leaving. Yeah. I moved out of town. I moved actually three hours away and I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew that I could do that because I had done it before. And I think knowing that you can leave an unhealthy relationship and just kind of say goodbye and it be okay. Yeah. And that's really important, especially when you're in these situations. It's like suddenly you know you're strong and I will take no shit. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Oh, that's what you want to do? I don't care if I throw three years down the down yeah. the drain. Yeah. It's fine. Cabbage. <laughs> yeah. Burning the bridge. Basically. Burn it down. Well, luckily after one of those relationships that I picked up and left, I, I did meet my husband about eight years ago. And... Getting into a new relationship after being in a not great one, it was hard at first because there's a lot of trust that goes into building that relationship, especially um, having a past like I did. And so having that with my husband took some time, um, but it's been great. And it's been a really great relationship for us. Um, we met through mutual friends. So it was like, it was a great uh, kismet situation where we just kind of met each other as like two ships in the night. And then I was like, I want his number. Oh and my I told God, my friend, you had, you had a meet cute. Basically. Oh. Yeah, it was like at a party, but I think he was like interested. He was like looking at another girl. Oh, damn. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw him again and I was like, can you give him my number, please? And if he doesn't want it, then give me his. Give me his because I don't give a shit. I will text him anyway. I will. And you know what's <laughs> funny is that after we had been like texting back and forth for a while, our, he was like, do you want to go on a date? And I, bless my husband's soul. I was like, sure. And then he's like, do you want to go to Panda Express? Oh, God. And I'm like, so I'm like, he loves Chinese food, so it's perfect for him. But I'm like, not really. That is so amazing. I'm like, but I would like to go out to dinner with you, but just let's go somewhere else. Yeah. So we ended up, I think Applebee's was where we went. Maybe somewhere a little bit nicer. A little bit nicer. Maybe not where food is out. But he's still like that. He's like, oh, you want to go out? Why don't we like, you know, hit Taco Bell and then go, maybe go sit in the car? Yeah. He's so <laughs> like that. Yeah. But in the best way. In the best way. So we got married eventually, had our daughter, we bought a house. We did a lot of stuff within like a very short amount of time. So the past uh, four years, we've been just kind of enjoying life, enjoying being parents, and enjoying, you know, homeownership to, a, to an extent, as much as you can. Well, and you guys have been married six years, right? Right. Six, six years, years th yeah. this year, yeah. But you've been together eight. Eight. 
So yeah. almost a decade. And Maddie's four. So that's, I, th- I feel like that's spaced out pretty well. Yeah. I mean, you, you did it the right way, right? You no. got married, you bought a house, you, you had a child. That's, yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. I mean, and I waited for later in life to do it. Right. I went, you know, I graduated from uh, a university and then met my husband and then got married, which I had been engaged before, but this just felt right. And so that was important to me. I was there. I was at the wedding. Yes, you were. I remember. Um, You were... Just had a baby at that time? Yeah, actually, I think so. But okay. I came alone because yes. he stayed home with the baby. Yeah, I know. I'll never forget baby. your wedding date because it's your Wi-Fi passcode. It is. Yeah. Yeah, along with other things, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no secrets will be given on that. Yeah. Um, but so we had we had we got married, and then the next year we had our daughter, and the next year we bought a house. So we we're just like, let's just enjoy life for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's been it's been really good. Um, tell tell them about your honeymoon though. Oh yes. I don't like to brag, but okay, I will. Okay, this honeymoon is awesome. I will a little you bit. definitely <laughs> tell the podcast listeners. So, we talk about, like, strength. And I think as a couple and as partners, one of the biggest things that we did is we were living in a very small town. And we got married. And we were like, let's – we're going to move to a bigger city so we have more opportunities for careers and such. So, we were like, we're going to get married. And then we're going to do this, like, month-and-a-half trip in Europe which we'll yeah. talk about in just a minute. Yeah. But then we're like, we're going to quit our jobs, and when we get back from our honeymoon, we're going to move. So it was kind of like, we have this, we're in this together, we're going to do it. We you know, we had saved up money and everything. Um, but we ended up spending a, a month and a week in Europe. So we did two weeks in Italy, uh, we did a, a week in Ireland, and then a couple days in London, a couple days in Paris, and then on the way back we did New York, which was really fun. And I think it was eye-opening seeing different countries, different cultures, and being able to do that before we had children yeah. was really important yeah. for me because I was like, I'm never going to get this opportunity because I do want to have kids. And it's something you got to experience with just Nathan. Mm-hmm. Like you'd Definitely. never done it before. So it was like, it was kind of like a bonding experience. Yeah. And yeah. my, so my parents, my parents were very protective in my life. And when I told my mom that uh, my husband and I are going to be going to Europe for a month and a half, she was like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, we already booked it because I... My parents would not let me go out of the country. They wouldn't let me travel unless it was for sports. So it was like a big deal. And that, you know, I'm in my late 20s when this happened. So I was like, you really can't control me anymore. Yeah. I already had my passport. We had already scheduled everything. There was no way that someone was going to tell me no. Um, and also this was like a dream trip. So, right. so sorry. <laughs> and I, I want to talk just a little bit too. You and Nathan were not wealthy no you guys didn't have money like you had you had savings Mm -hmm. but you didn't have like a chunk of money you know that you could use for this you guys saved your asses off you got some wedding money right and you fucking went which is awesome I think that's so cool and I think that experience has been something that has like built our life up yeah tenfold because we can talk about it It, it's something that I experienced and we we did together and there are so many fun stories that we have about our trip that we still talk to to this day, we still tell. Um, so it was really, it was really great, and it was nice to do it with him. And still, after you know, eight years together, we're still doing really well. Um, but you know, having him and having this supportive, loving husband has been amazing because I've been through a lot in relationships, but knowing I'm in a healthy, supportive one now has really helped me grow into the woman I am today. Yeah, and it's hard, I know, because you sometimes struggle with that he's not the same people you dated in the of past. Yeah. And I know you guys you guys have worked on communication a lot. It's a something lot. I really look up to because he often struggles with just telling you how he feels and you often struggle with allowing him to do that. Yeah. So I know I look up to you guys when it comes to like 
really working on communication because I see that mm-hmm. all the time with you guys. Well, and he's a huge introvert. Huge. So, yeah, and you're a little bit of an extrovert. A little bit. A little bit. I like, it. I like to experience things. I'm we're not going to hire signs. Yes. We're fire signs. We were just talking so. about that because yeah. how do – he's a water sign, so fire signs and water signs go well together. Yeah, yeah. Best match. Well, he's uh, your opposite. He but is. in a great way. 100% my opposite. Yeah. Um, but last night we were talking about communicating and, and him being open to communicating with me because I think that's really important to any relationship is communicating your needs whatever that may be. And it might not be something I want to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's what I told him yesterday. I was like, I might not want to hear what you have to say, but I want to hear it still. And I think we should talk through it and figure out what works best for us. But Anna, let's hear about you. Tell me about your relationships. Okay. Yeah. So where Chrissy, you know, waited until later in life and got into things the appropriate way, the way you're supposed to do things, Anna was the opposite. So, Starting out at 18, let's see, I hadn't even kissed a boy with tongue until I was 18 years old. (laughs) So I went from zero to 25 real quick. Real quick. And um, at 18, I, you know, I met my first son's father and then we moved to the coast when I was 19. Shortly after that, found out I was pregnant and basically decided to, you know, try a relationship with him. It was one of those things where we were playing house and it seemed like a good idea to have a kid. So you were already in a relationship with him, right? Yeah, I was in a relationship with him already. And I just kind of thought, yeah, I guess the next step would be to have a baby because when you're from a small town (laughs) and you didn't go to college, it seems like you play house, you have kids and that's your life. That's what you do. And that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't see any really different uh, lifestyles around me. So I just went into, I was like, yeah, I'm living with this guy. We both got great jobs. The next step is a baby. So if it happens, it happens. And it did happen. (laughs) Um, I left him when my son was about a year and a half. Gage is 10 now. And so about five years into living in the town we both grew up in, uh, Southern Oregon, I met my second son's dad after a couple of relationships in between there. I've had some really good relationships that have built me up as a person, Mm -hmm. some really sweet, incredibly caring types, and then some great lessons <laughs> for sure as well in in there but I met my youngest son I mean yeah my youngest son's dad who's now five at that point in my life so Gage was about five at the time and accidentally got pregnant with Jacob and it was kind of like okay I do not want to be the mom with two kids by two different dads so what do we do and we both really liked each other so we decided to move up here to, you know, Northern Oregon by uh, kind of on a whim. And we moved and we moved in together and I, I transferred jobs. I was working for a bank at the time, transferred up here. Um, things went really fast after that. And you were like six months pregnant when you transferred? Yeah, I was about seven months pregnant seven. when I transferred. So when we got up here, I was pretty much really close to my maternity <laughs> leave, but they were okay with it. So Long story short, he basically was like, let's open a pizza place. And so I never went back to the bank after maternity leave. We ran a pizza restaurant for two years almost. And it was the most intense thing I've ever experienced as far as working goes, Mm -hmm. because a career goes. Because I had a brand new baby and I was also on the side going through the battle for custody for my oldest. Yeah, because at that that time it was rough. At that time, my oldest son's dad began to get a little bit jealous of, 
kind of what I was, what I had now. What you're experiencing having a second child yeah. and a relationship. Well, he felt we, we owned our house. We had a business. We had a brand new baby. He mm-hmm. felt like he was getting left behind, I think. Which, Not your child. The the my, father of your child? Yeah, yeah. 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 My, my oldest son's dad. Mm-hmm. And so at that point he got really jealous and he basically came back from um, the, the southern state that he was living in and was like, yep, we're going to go to court. So we did. And it was a long, drawn-out battle where I had to really ask myself who I was and what I wanted in life because I could have easily given in and become a terrible person at that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were some dark days during that time. And I, again, had a brand-new baby, so that postpartum stress and postpartum freaking depression was intense. Right. Um, I remember being there. We went to the court up here, mm -hmm. and we walked in, and, you know, things went sideways. Right. And being there and just kind of, like being there afterwards and an after fact and it was very emotional and it was and hard rough. yeah and I and I thought to myself you know I can fight this tooth and nail I can spend thousands of dollars on this and I can make my son go through some shit right or I can ask myself as a mother am I going to do a better job raising him and going to school than, than his own father would not really. It's kind of 50-50. He's yeah. a great dad. Yeah. And though he's a shitty person to me sometimes, not not so much anymore, we're pretty civil, but though he was, I thought, yeah, okay, it's better for me to feel this pain and let him grow up properly with his dad and go to school and I'll still have him every other weekend in summers. And who says it's got to be the mom, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that was a really hard, hard decision that I made, but... At, at the same time, his dad was devoted to him. And yeah. so I let his dad have him for the school years, and I focused on my baby and my business. Yeah. So, well, I, I think the thing that you wanted your son to know was I fought for you. Right. And I love you. And this is what works for us right now. And it, it did. It works. And he still loves living with mm-hmm. his dad. He loves being here for the summer. He's here right now. And he, you know, he enjoys us both, but... Well, his dad does a lot of dude things. Yeah, he right. he's got quads and dirt <laughs> yes. bikes and property. And they live at the coast. And, and dogs. Yeah. yeah, and they have they have a lot of property, so they have he has a good time over there. Yeah. Um, and the coast is really fun for him to grow up on because he loves crabbing and fishing mm-hmm. and going out on the ocean and on the boat. So, that's so it, was, it was a great, it was really the right choice. And I still believe that to this day, as hard as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but fast forward five years, I go ahead and uh, make another decision. And by the way, leaving my first son's father was literally the hardest thing I've ever done. I remember being on the floor feeling like I was literally going to die because it wasn't working out. And I was, you know, 20 years old and I had a baby and I just thought my life is over. Well, and your life is just starting, mm-hmm. so having that feeling of, like, how do I handle this? Well, and who's going to take me? You right. know, a single mom at 20 years old with a year-and-a-half-old child, who who is going to want to be with me after this? Mm-hmm. So that was a really rough time, um, and then, like I said, fast forward five years after my second son is born, I make the same decision. I'm like, this is too hard. Um, this relationship is not working. We've tried. We've given it four good years. I've really given it a go. And like I said, he was a surprise baby, so it was never planned for us to be in a, in a you know, live-in relationship, but we were. Mm-hmm. We did well. We, we really gave it a go. We're still pretty good friends, yeah. to be honest. I and mean, you're friends with his family. His family and I are so. really close. We, we have Christmases together. We, we are next week celebrating Jacob's sixth birthday together. Mm-hmm. Like, we get along pretty well, and he and I still joke around, and we're still friendly. I like his girlfriend a whole lot, yeah. and he really likes my boyfriend, which is, <laughs> he wants to grow it up all the time, but the nice thing was, is like, 
I had made that hard, hard decision once, like you had said, you know, leaving a person who you were really in love with mm-hmm. and you thought where you were going to be with forever. Mm-hmm. I made that once and I started over from the beginning. No car, no money, no nothing, no job. I moved back over to where my parents lived and I started fresh. And with this second relationship, I was just like, you know what? I can do it. Mm-hmm. I know how to do it. I know how to not necessarily burn a bridge, but really just walk away and be happy and, and do it for yourself. Yeah. And yeah. know that I was capable of it. Mm-hmm. So I've lived with significant others and roommates since I was 18 years old. I moved out of my mom's house when I was 18 and I lived with roommates right after that. Then my first you know, boyfriend, which is my oldest son's dad. And now then my second son's dad and then moved in with you yes. and Nathan. I lived with them for a year. Almost exactly. You guys, you guys were, yeah, no, exactly. A exactly. Year. Yeah. yeah. May to May. May to May. Yeah. yeah. So moved in with you guys and gave some, some big important parts of my life up and moved back up here to Northern um, Oregon after living with my mom for about seven months. Where there's more opportunity. Yeah. And I yeah. knew there was more opportunity. I knew it would be hard, but again, I knew I could do it. Mm-hmm. So I moved up here and then last year in May got my own place, which we're currently sitting in. Yes. And beautiful little apartment. Yeah, a little two bedroom apartment, which, you know, costs a shit ton. But I did it myself, you know, and that's the biggest thing is I learned that I can live alone, which is a (laughs) brand new thing. Um, I feel like the weirdest part is like owning stuff. Like I have bookshelves and a dining table and couches. Yeah. And I mean, before that, I was a nomad gypsy. Like I lived completely completely out of my, I could pack everything in a car and move. And I, mm-hmm. I liked it that way because mm-hmm. I liked being able to pick up and leave if I needed to. It was mm-hmm. a security thing. Um, but now having stuff like if I decide to move, it's going to be an ordeal at this point. You have to hire movers and, yeah, and like, get people to come and yeah. get stuff. And, and so it's strange. But the cool thing is now I have found someone who I feel like put in more effort into our relationship than anyone has ever put in before. And he's from Australia. Your boyfriend. My boyfriend, Kay. He moved, He and I met about a year and a half ago, but we had known each other seven years. So I spoke to him on an app online. I remember that. We were sitting at a yeah. guy, guy's like party, and right. we were like talking to some guy from You're Australia. Like, Australian? And we didn't really know each other very well, but we were right. sitting outside like in the dark, and you were just telling me about this app and this, this guy from Australia. Which yeah. Is so weird. It was, like, it was like bef- way before Tinder. Like seven years ago. I, yeah. yeah. About seven years ago, way before Tinder. There's an <laughs> app called meet me actually. And, um, we were just chatting away and then, you know, I met my, my ex, my youngest son's dad at the time. And he met his ex at the time and they got married and I moved to Northern Oregon and we both just kind of basically were like, all right, cool. We had a nice little chat time, and now we're moving on with our lives. You guys kind of went your separate ways. We lived 8,000 miles away. Yeah. yeah, we went our separate ways and never thought anything of it. And to be honest, there was no romantic talk at the time either. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there were feelings, but it was like, it's not reality. It's not, never going to happen. Yeah, it's never going to happen. It's right. not a reality. So, anywho, fast forward to now. About a year and a half ago, he messages me out of the blue, and he says, Hey, I know this is super random, but I'm divorced, and... I have not stopped thinking about you for seven years. So we met at Disneyland. We, I flew down to LA. He flew over to LA. We met in Disneyland. We spent two days at Disney and then a couple days just wandering around LA and Laguna Beach. And then I lived with you at the time. Right. And I was like, please text me every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure every, you don't die. Yeah. I need to know that this guy is not going to freaking murder, murder you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. And then I was like, hey, Chrissy, so our five days went amazingly. 
uh, wondering if I could just uh, bring him home. <laughs> and Chrissy was like, no, I don't think so. But then she was like, you know what? I trust you. You can make good decisions. Sure. I'd love to meet him. Well, and you also were like, because I worked from home at the time, and right. you were like, he won't be there during the day. Right. He like, won't be there during the day. Yeah. He'll go and explore Portland Do while stuff. I'm working. Yeah. And I think that was important. Yeah. And so, basically, um, it, he stayed for, he ended up staying, staying for a total of 12 days, including <laughs> the five days we were in LA. And at the end of that trip, he looked at me and he said, you know what? I think this is something. And I know this is a very long distance, but it's worth it. And I agreed. So mm-hmm. we did what all of our friends warned us not to do and got into a long distance relationship. And my experiences with long distance relationships were just other people going through them mm-hmm. and never working out. Right. So I thought, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this goes, you know. And I had been single for two years almost at this point, so... Yeah. I remember enjoying uh, your Tinder times. Oh my gosh, the Tinder times. <laughs> As a married woman for She looked vicariously years. through me for months. And my husband was very well aware of it. Yeah, he was he, on the couch next he to was, us. He was next to us. While we scrolled through. Yeah. It was, it was fun, but I could never commit to going out on a date from Tinder. Right. Like, I was like, yeah, it's fun to chat with them and, like, see all the pretty guys. But then, see what happens. But then I couldn't do it. And also, like, I feel like, hey, he put in the effort that other guys didn't. Yeah, I said that already. He, he really was... Like, I mean, I have met guys who lived a couple hours away that were like, I really like you, but, you know, it's just too much for me to drive two hours to see you and blah, blah, blah. And Kay flew 8,000 miles right. several times last year. Oh, my goodness. So he flew One here, emergency trip? Yeah, one emergency trip, yeah. <laughs> so he was here 12 days the first time, and then he was here for a few days the second time, and then he came for a month for my birthday, mm-hmm. and then he came um, through the holiday season. Walt Disney World. Yeah, we went to Walt Disney World last December with my oldest you son. You went to Disney twice last year. I know. Well, yeah, we That's did Disneyland. And then we went to Disney World because, I don't know, we're crazy. And well, we thought... You already planned it even before you guys had met. That's true. And yeah. he kind of jumped in in the middle and was like, take me with you. <laughs> and I was like, birthday. all right. And, you know, the funny thing is he swore he wouldn't like Disney. He didn't want to go to Disneyland when I first met him. And I talked him into it. And now he is a Disney freak. Right. I have, like... Eight pairs of ears from him on my wall. He just wall. keeps sending he them. He keeps sending new ears. He'll, like, find ones he likes and just send them. And it's so funny to me to have somebody that's, like, I'm thinking about you. Here's, a, you know, a $25 pair of ears or a $30 pair of ears just randomly in the mail. That never happened to me before. Well, it's just that he's thinking about you. Yeah. yeah. And flowers. You know, just, like, little stuff like that. Like, it's not a huge deal, but it is. It's well, a and huge deal. it means a lot coming from, what, your past, you know, your past. Yeah. And he also puts up with me. I'm very emotionally charged um I'll say that I'm empathic to a lot of people so mm-hmm. if there's strong energy around me I'm like over you know I'm just hit off hinged or overwhelmed and overwhelmed and, and yeah stuff. yeah and I have anxiety and I also get aggressive when I get angry and he's like you know what I'm gonna be the chill guy and I'm just gonna take in what you've got and I'll just cool you down after I would say and, you're fiery yeah, fire sign. Again. Fire sign. <laughs> yeah, but you know he is a, is a is a um, Sagittarius, so he's a fire sign as well. But he balances me out so well. So yeah, like you said, finding someone who you can take all those experiences you've had and all those hard times, but also the good. You know, you can put it to use in a relationship that really matters. And um, you know, it's just it's just really awesome to have that finally. Mm-hmm. And and have so late in life, I'm in thirty. I'm thirty, so. Finding that, it really does truly exist. You know, you're going to find the right one. It really did happen. And that's mm-hmm. 
something I never really thought. I thought I would have to settle, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, yeah. But it's been really nice being in some, with somebody like him. So let's talk about how we met. How did we meet? Well, okay, so this is <laughs> so funny. Telling this about story. seven, yeah, I do like telling this eight. story. Okay, eight, eight years ago. Yeah. Eight years ago, I'm in a relationship with a guy that Chrissy had known from high school, a longtime childhood friend, and we're at this really popular guy from our hometowns. Was Halloween, Halloween party. party? No, the Halloween party was popular. Popular. Yeah, the guy. So every year, right? So every <laughs> year, people go to this Halloween party. It's like the thing to do because you know, small. Town. There's nothing else to do in a small yeah. town. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> so I knew this guy. So we knew Anna this guy. Was dating. Yeah. So she knew the guy that I was dating, and um, you were dressed up as Sammy and. Uh, Ronnie from Jersey Shore. Oh my God, Ronnie. Oh my God, Ronnie. I've never seen an episode of Jersey Shore. So I'm going to say that right now. But we were dressed up as that. And then this um, scantily clad ladybug comes marching over. It was an extra Halloween uh, costume from college. So. Yeah, sure. So she comes scantily cladded over. (laughs) She wouldn't let me say slutty ladybug. Yeah. No. Um, Anyway. So she comes walking over and she ruffles my boyfriend's hair. And, and I'm not the jealous guy. that I did that. Yeah, so he hated that, by the way. He hates I knew it, and that's hair. why I did it to him. That's why it was funny. Yeah. But I'm not the jealous type, so I was just like, who's this girl? Like, what? what is her deal? Yeah. Is she drunk? Like, what's going on? She was drunk. Yeah. But that's not beside the point. That's beside the point. Um, anywho, so we met that way. That's how we originally met. Well, he was like, this is Chrissy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he introduced us. Yeah. But, but I didn't know anything about right. you. You didn't know anything about me. No. And about a month later, two months later? It was like a couple months later. Okay, yeah. a few months later, down the road, I'm at home, and just kind of foreshadow here, my house was the, like, hangout spot for going to and from the bars, because I was really close to the bars downtown. So you could walk without driving. Yeah, so Nathan, Chrissy's husband now. Boyfriend at the time. Boyfriend at the new time. New boyfriend. Brand new boyfriend. Was my friend from high school, oddly enough. So, he was a year younger than I was, so I mean, I knew him really well, but we weren't, like, close or anything, but then we did become close that year prior to her meeting him, mm-hmm. and we had a mutual friend as well that was over at my house at the time, and Nathan calls us both up and says, hey, I'm bringing over my new girlfriend, and I'm like, okay, so he brings <laughs> over Chrissy, and I'm like, oh, it's the slut ladybug, no, I'm just kidding, she didn't want me to say that, Why are you it's the scantily <laughs> clad ladybug, but I wasn't wearing the costume at that point. No, <laughs> that would have been super fucking weird. I'm no. like, hey guys. Um, yes, she was she was not slutty in the least, but she but she was so sweet. And when I met her, he said, "You've got to be nice to Ariana." And I was like, "Okay." And she was great. And I kind of met her, and yeah. we we became acquaintances. Yeah, we were we weren't close right like, at the at first because yeah. we didn't really know each other. Right, we knew each we. Met up when we were, like, doing group things. Right. So it wasn't like we ever had, like, one-on-one time. And then you and Nathan built your relationship and decided to get married. Yes. And I came down for your wedding. Mm-hmm. You came down for my bridal shower. Oh, that's right. Your bridal right. shower yeah. as well. Yeah. And I came down for your wedding. And then I was like, they got married. They went on their Europe vacation uh, for their honeymoon. And then I said, hey, so I know you really want to move after your um, marriage. Maybe you should move to Northern Oregon, where we are. And we're like, we are. And you're like, we are. And I'm like, cool. Maybe you should check this town that I particularly live in. And you drove us around. And I drove you guys around. I was like, look at all these pretty houses. It's a great neighborhood. And you were like, yeah, you know what? I kind of like it. And then they went on their honeymoon. They come back and they they moved. We start looking for jobs, looking for apartments. Right. Got right in there. Right. I think 
we I got my job within like two weeks of being back from Europe. Right. Which was really nice. And I had just had Jacob, my youngest. Mm-hmm. So, and I was doing, like I said, every other weekends with Gage. So I had, a t- you know, at the time, a five-year-old and a brand new baby. Mm-hmm. And you were brand newly pregnant when you guys moved up. Right? Yeah. Or just after. We were, it was... It was, like, right after we got back from honeymoon. So, I didn't know I was pregnant until, right. like, late December. Right. But we were pregnant. Yeah. And the cool thing is I took her maternity photos. Yes. And I also knew exactly what she was going through, <laughs> being miserable hot during well, the summer. Because our children are almost exactly a year apart. Yeah. Like, a year my, week. my daughter is a year younger than your son, Jacob. Jacob's birthday is next week on August 7th, this week. And Maddie's birthday is the 14th. Mm-hmm. So, they are a year and a week apart. By the way, they are best buds. Yes, they are best buds. We said that in our pilot, but they are so cute together. Mm -hmm. They cosplay together and just wander around and he's... Well, Maddie calls Jacob and Gage her brothers. Right. Which is adorable. Until she says, Jacob's your boyfriend. And then Jacob's her boyfriend all of a sudden. Right. We have to clarify And I clarify, your brothers can't be your boyfriend. Yeah. Please do not uh, get into that. (laughs) Not that she has a sibling yet. Her poor school will probably have no idea what's happening. Right. Now, what is who? What the hell? She has brothers? But she has a boyfriend. Yeah. It's weird. Awkward. That's weird. But no, they're like they're like siblings, right? And, and Gage does really well with Maddie. He, oh yeah, I mean, he's terrible with his little brother because you know they're brothers. But he loves Maddie. He does. Yeah, and, and Maddie he, looks up to him like a big brother. Right, and they take care of her. Like whenever she's upset, if they're out playing with other kids and she's upset, both the boys are like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, not my Maddie." Take care of this. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really fun to have kids the same age. And so back to what we were talking about. Our relationship. Our, our friendship. Yeah, our friendship. Um, so she was pregnant, I had a new baby, and then we kind of raised our kids around one another, you know, meeting up for birthdays and events, but we still weren't really close. Right. We we started getting closer when we moved into the same town. Um, and then and then I had my daughter and you you kind of moved away for a little bit. That's like true. about forty five minutes away from where we were, so you moved out of the town that we were living in, and then we kind of we stayed in touch and we were friends and everything. Right. Um, but we really didn't get close until we moved, you moved in. Right, because when I left my second son's dad, I moved down south, and then when I moved back, it was straight into your house. Right. You're like, I was like, well, if you need a place to stay for a little bit. Yeah, they have a furnished basement. True, yes. You guys have a furnished basement, and it was, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that was really sad for me is I had to give up a dog that I'd been raising for four right. years from that eight weeks really old that I you know, imported over from Peru. So that was a real heartbreak, but it was worth it. In the end, you know, I got her the right house and mm-hmm. then I moved up and it, it started my life again. Mm-hmm. So it was, and then we, like you said, we became really close. Right. And that was awesome. Um, well, and us living together, being roommates wasn't bad. I had lived with roommates that were best friends before. We aren't best friends anymore. Right. And so well, I, I was worried it about helped that. that we weren't that close before. Right. I think we got to build our relationship together, which right. was yeah, I think that was that was very helpful. And we both know how to leave one another alone. Yeah. But we also know when the other needs us, mm. which is detrimental. Like you Important. have you have come down and jumped on my bed and been like, mm-hmm. "Nah, I know if something's wrong, tell me what's up." Yeah, why and, are you down here? Yeah, yeah and I have answered sad. the phone late at night with you in tears. Yes. So, I mean, <laughs> it's we we just know we know how to be independent from one another, which is like I said very detrimental important. to a relationship. I mean, detrimental like, it's so important. important. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's imperative, yeah. And so that, and then also being able to be there for one another without any jealousy, without any animosity, mm-hmm. that, that's that been the reason that we've gotten so close, I think. Yeah. And the fact that 
your husband and I are good friends, but there is literally no way in <laughs> any kind of reality that either one of us would be attracted to one another. Well, I trust you guys. We had yeah. prefaced that by saying that I had some family members that when you were living with us were like, are you sure about yeah. Nathan and Anna? Oh my I'm gosh, like, are you sure you're going to live with and another And I'm like, woman? did we have to, like, I have been in relationships where the male cheated, yeah. but I, I was like, no, I, I trust Anna, I trust my husband especially, right. he's my husband, Yeah. and I know what kind of guy you like, and I know what Nathan likes, and you guys are not, Yeah. it doesn't work like that. Well, not only that, <laughs> but even if he was freaking Tom Hardy, I wouldn't do that to right. you. Right, I know. Because, you know, it. <laughs> Your relationship with me is more important than any man could ever come between. And I tell my boyfriend this all the time. There are things Chrissy gives me that you simply cannot. <laughs> and it's the truth. We joke about being sister wives and stuff like that. But really, our relationship is so much deeper than most relationships I've ever had with another person. My boyfriend and I obviously are in love. And she's in love with her husband. But there is a connection that we have that is beyond that. Mm-hmm. That they'll never understand. And I hope that... You know, we can continue and keep it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why podcasting was such a great idea because we talk like this all the time. I know. And it's fun. I know we talked about this in our pilot, but we're having so much fun learning. We, I mean, you guys, we are on my dining table right now with mics that we got on eBay, on Amazon. and It's we're just, 80 degrees outside. We have no fans on. So yeah, that we can because sound quality. We're committed. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? Like I said, we are winging this. Oh, yeah. We really love doing it so far, and we really hope we can keep doing it. So make sure to subscribe, rate like us, and rate us. Yes. Yes. Subscribe, and follow us on Instagram. Please. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the reasons why, just kind of going off that, some of the reasons why we did decide to start a podcast was because of our immense differences. Mm-hmm. I know we talked a little bit about this, but I'm a single mom. I mean, now I'm in a relationship, and it's, it's a committed one. But Chrissy, like I said, she did things right. She she met the guy. She got married. She bought the house. She had the kid. Like, she did things in order of, you know, what society, what society thinks. thinks. And I started at 19, had two kids with two different people. And you never think, especially the second time around, you never think, I'm going to be the mom with two kids by two different dads and I'm going to be single. You never think that. You think, mm-hmm. I fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And you go into it thinking, this is it. I've done it right this time. And then it's not right. And life just sometimes works that way. But the cool thing is, is that there are, like I said, so many immense differences between us. You've got divorced parents, mm-hmm. come from a family. I'm an only child. You're an only child. Small family. I come from a, a, one, I have one sibling, a younger brother. And then my parents have been married 30 years. Right. But I will say this. <laughs> my parents taught me a lot. They're very proud of who they are now. And they're very um, open people. And so I can say this without them knowing knowing that they won't be upset by it. But I, until I was eight years old, they were heroin addicts. So moving on from that and them becoming clean and having been clean now the last 20 years, mm-hmm. once we hit that age where I, was, where I was 13 and they became clean and we moved up to Northern California, they were like, okay, now we have things, we have money, we're going to do things right. And... Mm-hmm. They've made some some decisions. Like, they're not the most financially responsible people, but they are the most loving people. Yes, they are. And Especially it's, your mom. Yeah, she will give the, the shirt off her back, and I take, I mean that literally. She's mm-hmm. raised many a wayward teenagers oh, in our house with us, and mm-hmm. 
she, you know, she worked for Casa de Belen and right. like, which is helps youth, homeless youth. It's a halfway house for homeless youth yes. and, and families. And she is one of the most kind and caring people. She is the reason that at Christmas time, I make sure to buy extra gifts for kids mm-hmm. that won't have things. She's the reason why I stop and give that homeless guy money. You know, she really is. She's taught me a lot. And so is my dad. My dad's literally the most hardworking person I've ever met. Yeah, he is. But we had a rocky start in, yeah. in life and they were young. My mom was 19 when she had me as well. So oh, wow. it was, it was hard, but they've been together 30 years now and they're proud of who they are at this point in our lives. And you know, you're, you're from yeah. a family where my, my family is a little bit different. I'm an only child. Um, and my parents struggled with who they were as adults continuously. Mm. Uh, my dad is a recovering addict uh, he continues to be that way, and my mother, you know, struggles mental health, and so it was, I raised myself. Yeah, they didn't I, know how to parent they, you. They didn't, my mom did her best to parent me, and I really applaud her for that, because she was everything. She she did what she could. She kept a job. She, you know, made sure our bills were paid, but there was a lot of things that were lacking from my life, and uh, I mean, we lived in a nice neighborhood, but I didn't have groceries most of the time, right. especially into my teenage years. Your mom um, is so sweet, by the way. But she is very sweet. And I, I think, and one of the things that's really nice about now is that I'll tell her those things that I experienced growing up. Because I didn't have anyone else to experience it with me. Right. I didn't have a sibling. Or cousins. Or cousins. Or anyone in my life besides adults that, you know, so now when I talk to her about it, she's like, I am so sorry. I didn't know. You know, things like that. So at least we have come to a very good part of, uh, partnership in our in our relationship, my mom and I. To, to grow together and to understand what each other was going through. But um, as a child going through that, I, you know, kind of uh, winged it. Yeah. I, I mean, my parents were very protective of me from going outside of the country, and that was about it. Yeah. They didn't want to lose their only child. But they were like, you can do what you want. Just yeah. don't screw your name up. By the time I was 16 and my I begged my mom to divorce my dad, uh, I just kind of did a lot of whatever I wanted. Right. And that's where the wild, my wild... Wild tendencies come from. And now from. you're laughing. <laughs> yes, right? um, but yeah, so that was, you know, that's my history with that. Um, and, you know, my parents, my childhood looked great. From the outside. From the outside. But it wasn't amazing. But I did have, I had two great, two amazing grandparents that really stepped in and they would make sure that, you know, my grandma would cook dinner a couple times a week to make sure I was fed. And, you know, make sure that they were there for me. My grandpa would pick me up when my mom forgot me at school. Like, those kind of things. <laughs> so That's something we have in common. I have some really great grandparents that I learned from. And that's where my financial responsibility comes from. Yeah. You know, a little bit you, too. Yeah. A little bit you. Oh, thanks. But, um, but my Still grandparents, working on it. <laughs> my grandparents were the example that I set out to be as an early adult. And the more I grow up, the more I learn that I'm a lot like my parents. But in a good way. Yeah, the good parts. And, yeah, the good parts. And, you know, I, I definitely have inherited some of their bad, too. Like, that's another thing we're very different from. Your parents taught you to be financially responsible. My grandparents. Your grandparents. Yeah. And your, you know, your mom was a teacher, had a career, and had a 401k, and That's did the true. right thing. And my mom still doesn't have a 401k or retirement plan, and she's, you know, her age. So right. there are things that we've taken from our parents that we've learned to do right and or not do. Of course, yeah. Um, so that's I've learned a lot of what not to do, right? But um, but we've we've grown so much as people. Like I yeah. said in the beginning, whether it's building or burning bridges in our past, we have really grown to be who we are. Yeah, and it's been a freaking rough <laughs> ass road. Let's let's not lie about it. Well, and I think I have grown into being more assertive. I'm able to stick up for myself 
and, you know, say what I need or what I want in life, which came in my late 20s. It didn't come from, you know, my early life. But I think having my partner, having Nathan um, be there and be supportive of my decisions that I make and give me that power. I mean, I, I, gave, I have that power myself, mm-hmm. but he, he gives me the freedom to, to exert my, my need to create my own space and my own personality, which is yeah. very important. Yeah, he gives up your. He gives you the control. He's, That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You're a control freak. It's <laughs> okay. We're working on that. And for me, for me, it's been. I've always been assertive, and I've always been like, no. Yeah. But now I'm learning to stick it stick it out for the things that are important, like this new relationship with Kay. Mm-hmm. It is one of those relationships that you don't give up, mm-hmm. and it's very hard for me because the moment I get mad or stressed out, I'm like, eh, done. Right. And not, not with him necessarily, but like in we any situation, I have a fight or flight. Yeah. And it's usually flight. It's right. always me been. Too. So for me, it's been about learning to not be so assertive and to be okay with not being a control freak and stick let it out. Yeah. yeah. And just let go of control a little bit, but also, like I said, really tough it out and realize I've got it good. Don't take it for granted. What I think, what I do, um, cause I, similar, I, I make like a checklist and Nathan knows I do this, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I make like, okay, what are the pros and cons? Cause that's how I work. Um, and a lot of, you know, my pros outweigh all of the cons and I know that I'm in a healthy, stable relationship and I'm able to, to say, okay, I'm safe. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good relationship and it's okay. And it's okay to not run. Yeah. I mean, learning, learning when to stand up for yourself and walk out when you're in an unhealthy relationship is something that has come with time, but now we have to learn how to stay in the healthy relationship. Of course. We have to learn to identify that we're in a supportive, healthy relationship, use that knowledge to push through the challenges and just mm-hmm. be happy and content with who we are now. Yeah. And it's hard because you, you really want to go back to who you were sometimes, mm-hmm. but we try not to. Right. When you get in uncomfortable situations, yeah. it's hard not I to. I mean, like the time, back. you know, the other day when you were at Goodwill and the lady rammed your, your back of your legs, and I was like, dude, if I was there, I would have beat the shit out of that old lady. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to go to jail. Yeah, I don't want to go to jail. So Chrissy, Chrissy hinges me, and I unhinge it. Chrissy, <laughs> a little bit. Says, I help you be more assertive. Of course. I'm definitely like, no, don't take shit from that person. Or I, I get so caught up in my brain, mm-hmm. and you go, Chrissy, let's just do it. And you Let's shut down, it. and I and I hopefully open I'm, you back up. I'm too much of like, okay, let's plan it. Let's do it. Let's make it perfect. And you're like, let's just go for it. Yeah, kind of like how <laughs> in October we're, we're going to Disneyland, and I was just like, you know what, Chrissy, we should go to Disneyland. And she was like, well, I've been wanting to take Maddie to Disneyland, but I don't think, you know, for now. I was like, no, 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 no. We're just going. We're going. Just, we're already going. <laughs> just put $200 down on this deposit. We're doing it. And she was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things that we've done is like grow by balancing and understanding the difference between unhealthy and healthy relationships. And that has helped us both with where we're at today. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much the conclusion of our very first episode. We have gone 42 minutes, right? That's pretty awesome. That was pretty good. Yeah. Well, I think it's worth it. It is. I mean, I hope that you guys listening to us take away a little something about who we are, but also just know that all those little shitty things that you're going through or the really good things, we've done it too. Or we've yeah. at least had some semblance of those times in our life. We've struggled and, well, yeah. and we've had elation, you know, being really happy as well. So, yeah, and I think uh, we we want to give you a little bit of piece of ourselves, but we also want you to understand a little bit from where we're coming from yeah. and where we've been. And hopefully some of you relate to us. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and don't forget to join us every Monday. 
Yes, and remember, you can find us on Instagram, Two Broke Moms Podcast, the number two. And we're also on Twitter, Two Broke Moms Pod. Thanks so much, you guys. Have an awesome week, and we will see you next Monday. Bye. So you don't care about the money, well yes it's true And I'm so blessed to be fulfilling my destiny All material things can mean less